0: Hey, it is Angie Wachowski, and you are listening to Bet on You Radio. This is the place where we get to feature really cool people, people I like to consider ordinary, extraordinary individuals who are living their dreams. They make dreams seem achievable to all of us, and we get to hear about their path to success. I've got a great guest today, um, actually childhood friend, Chuck Mm -hmm. Shuba here. He is a a basketball coach at Traverse City St. Francis, He is a teacher at Kalkaska Public School. He is an entrepreneur. I don't think he sleeps, to be honest with you, because he's got three young kids too, but we'll get into all that as we hear about how he lives the dream. Chuck, thank you for being on the show today. thanks for having me. We are gonna start and just talk about you growing up. You have such an interesting background and you've had such a great career, but let's start about the origin story. Where did you grow up?
1: Yeah, I just, you know, uh, my parents, we lived in Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we were up here all the time in the summertime because um, my mom's parents were up here at the south end of Torch Lake. So all my relatives and cousins and stuff kind of were up here all the time. So we were kind of up here you know, vacationing all summer long. And then uh, we moved up when I was eight. So I was in third grade. My sister was starting eighth grade from Flint to, to Rapid City and been here ever since. So.
0: Now, what did your parents do?
1: Um, my mom was uh, employed by Rapid City Kaskaskia Public Schools, and my dad was a over-the-road uh, semi truck driver. Oh, so, really? Yeah.
0: I was telling Jordan before you came here. I remember when your family came to school, because your sister and I went to high school or middle school together at the time, and I wanted to hate her because she was so beautiful, but she was so nice. Like I couldn't not hate her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you can pass that along. Yeah, I will, I will. That's, <laughs> yeah, she's, Finally someone said something nice about her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we caught that on radio. So you, average childhood? Did you play sports? Yeah, did, you play, I mean, did you swim in the summer? What did you do?
1: I mean, just, you know, obviously being around here in the summer was awesome, especially from being from, you know, the city, mm-hmm. you know, so being surrounded by water and those types of things like that. Uh, Started to get into a little bit of athletics, you know, down in, in the Flint area, but nothing real crazy until I moved up here. And uh, obviously Coach Dalton was, you know, the, the first person that I kind of gravitated towards and uh, went to, obviously, school, grade school with his daughter, Lee, mm-hmm. and, and just kind of, he was my T-ball coach, little league coach, middle school basketball coach, and kind of my, one of my mentors now, kind of got me, got me going, you know, he was a phys ed teacher. I knew from day one that's kind of where I wanted to be as a phys ed teacher in education. And he is kind of one of those driving driving people to to get me on my path. So
0: So did he see talent within you, or I had him as a teacher as well? And so he's kind of a magnetic personality, or did you kind of gravitate towards him and how did how did your Talent in sports come about. I guess um, it's a better way to ask. I think question. a
1: little bit of both. I mean, he obviously was that energetic person that obviously got you to, you know, strive to to be your best. And I think just being a sponge as a young individual and just being introduced to all these things, I kind of obviously learned quickly and excelled. And. And, and, and it worked, I guess. But, uh, you know, since, since meeting him, I mean, it was, the sky was the limit with me. I just, you know, I, I gravitated towards everything and was pretty successful at everything. And, you know, it was it was fun because before coming up here, you know, I just was doing just ordinary things, and which was okay. But s- now sports is kind of my life.
0: <laughs> it gave you focus and purpose. And so you went to high school. You were talented enough to play for college like what happened next
1: yeah so obviously you know went through middle school high school um ended up having a pretty good high school career kind of just focused on basketball uh and I regret not doing some of the other things you know I ran track for a couple years as well high jumped and those types of things but baseball was probably my best sport really I didn't even play in high school because you
0: were just committed to basketball um, the No, I just hard?
1: kind of lost interest, you know, growing up, Little League kind of came and went, you know, we didn't have teams, had teams, so at that point, I was kind of, you know, losing interest, but then basketball was kind of taking over, um, so I kind of just stayed with that, and ended up going to Aquinas College in Grand Rapids, and, you know, had uh, great career there was an all- american scored over a thousand captain
0: yeah let's just like roll over that for a second <laughs> you were an all american and scored over a thousand yeah
1: yeah it was, it was it was great you know, did I, you
0: go to college i mean not again that you weren't really a standout athlete in high school but did you did something happen in college that just exploded your talent
1: no i just you know just being around quality players makes makes people better as well and obviously great coaches and you know, I went there as a as a guard, shooting guard, so obviously I shot the ball pretty well and had had people around me to get me open and, you know, so it was kinda easy just to catch and shoot and you know, do those things. So it was, it well, was fun. I appreciate yeah. your humility yeah. greatly
0: because I'm going to embarrass you and put you on a spot in just a second. <laughs> what happened after college, Chuck?
1: Um, so obviously, after having a pretty good career, you start getting these invites to things, and um, so I ended up going to some of these exposure camps to pursue po- possibly playing professionally and doing things. And, what
0: was that like?
1: Um, it was, it was fun. Obviously, there's a lot of people trying to do it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the percentage is so small, you know, that's why I tried to instill with some of the, you know, individuals I, I work with now. It's 3 4% of people go on to even play college athletics, and then the percentage gets smaller is for any type of professional, you know, athletics. So it's, it's it takes hard work, and it's dedication, and it's a grind, you know. So, you know, I knew I wanted to do it, but, you know, how many 6-foot, you know, northern Michigan, you know, kids are out, trying to do it you know and there's there's not a lot but there's a lot of other people you know so I found a niche I went to a a camp in Florida and there's a lot of you know representatives from teams and organizations from all over the world and um the Harlem Globetrotters had had people there and you know we we met and I sent them more film on me and they had to you know give them references and stuff like that so when they went through everything everything worked out so I Traveled and played against the Globetrotters for two and a half years and went all over the world and lost a lot of games.
0: Wasn't that the point?
1: Yes, <laughs> it was. To learn how to You have to, to learn how to, how how to lose. lose. Yes, yes. So
0: what? Okay, so you have to go a little deep here. You get interest from the Harlem Globetrotters. Go back there for a second. What did that feel like? That must have been.
1: Yeah, it I'm... was, was exciting. Like you know, just for me and growing up and you know, never really traveled much and just to get this opportunity, I, I mean, after i met and accepted it and signed contracts and stuff like that, it was like, you know, you're gonna be on a plane to fly out to Phoenix to to meet your teammates, get your stuff. So it's like I flew out there, you know, they f- flew me out of Travers, you know, I didn't have to pay for anything and went to Phoenix, had dinner, got my bag and flew home. It was I was there less than twenty four hours, you know, but then after that they kind of just set everything up. You know, I met the team usually at, you know, New York or somewhere else, bigger airport, and then we, we would meet and then fly out together and
0: so you were a Washington general. You actually got to play against the Harlem Globe Trotters. Give us some example of what that experience was like.
1: Yeah, it was you know, it was it was fun, obviously got to see a lot of places I, I normally wouldn't be able to see. I mean, it was Italy, Spain, Portugal, Germany, you know, all over. Uh, all over the states, got to play in uh, pretty much every NBA arena, major college arena, pretty much in the Midwest to East Coast.
0: How um, many games a year did you play?
1: Um, about 100, and, I think I went 154 Wow! straight days slash games without even a day off, because you know, we travel and then play and stuff like that. Luckily, it was in, in Michigan. Uh, we were playing in Saginaw, so... Trina Mm -hmm. and all of them came up and picked me up. So I got to, you know, stay with them and stuff. So we played in Michigan five times uh, that that season. So I got to play in Traverse City, uh, Flint, Grand Rapids, Mm -hmm. Detroit, Michigan State. So I got to play in, you know, those places. And those really cool arenas. Yeah, and it was fun because I had family in all those places, you know, going to college in Grand Rapids, so playing at Van Andel. So all my, you know, got tickets for all my college friends and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Playing in Traverse City was sold out you know, standing room only at Traverse City Central and, you know, playing at the Breslin, you know, and those types of things. It was, was fun.
0: So you're not just a basketball player, though. You're kind of a celebrity. Was that weird?
1: Um, it, Yeah, you know, it was, it was, yeah, it was, you know, because I, you know, you know, I try to, I'm pretty humble on a lot of the things that I, I do and stuff like that. So to come back, it was fun, you know, to to talk about it, you know, now it's, it's still fun to talk about it, you know, but you know, we, we always had to take kind of a back seat, obviously, to the, the Globetrotters. You know, we were the, the team that they played and stuff like that. So they were a great group of guys, you know. We did a lot of stuff outside of, you mm-hmm. know, the game with them and stuff like that. I still talked to a handful of them still. Um, I kept in contact with him. My brother ended up doing it as well. So I
0: he, read. Yeah. I Like I told you, you're, you're, I can't learn a lot about you online, but I learned about your brother. Yeah, <laughs>
1: so he ended up you know, doing it as well. So uh-huh. a lot of the guys that I played against were still playing, and they, they saw him at the airport, and they're like, that's got to be Chuck's brother. And. Mm-hmm. You know, 'cause we look alike and stuff like that. But he used to sit on the bench with us too, and stuff like that. So, he got a little bit of that experience. You know, when I was doing it. So he, he was he was excited for the opportunity as well.
0: What do you take away from an experience like
1: that? <clears throat> um, I mean, it's just you know, life is short. You know, and I just for me, from being from northern Michigan, you know, I just there was, that was an opportunity of a lifetime. You know, just taking that opportunity to to see the world. To intermingle myself with people from all all over the world, you know, and just kind of see see the different parts of, of people in, in the world, and you know, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to experience that, you know, ever. You know, I mean, we were you know playing in small arenas, you know, in Turkey to Madison Square Garden where we sold it out, you know, and and just just all walks of life and different types of travel and. You know, just different types of food and all that stuff, you know. It was I got a lot of obviously pictures and photos and videos and I kept currency from all over the all the different places and stuff like oh. that. So I got a lot of the memorabilia. Now my, my son and like he was a Harlem Globetrotter for Halloween this year. So he had the whole <laughs> jersey and stuff and Oh yeah,
0: but you got an inside track and yeah, getting him some yeah, good gear, so I got right? All
1: the you know, signatures and stuff. So we got all that kinda downstairs in the in the game room area and stuff. So that
0: yeah. is Super. So, like many people, though, you boomerang, you left, and you decided to come back. When was that, to Northern Michigan?
1: Yeah, you know, it was kind of, you know, it was two and a half years in, and I kind of had a reoccurring injury from college, and I wanted to get it taken care of, so I came back and, you know, got the surgery done, and then I kind of, you know, I didn't go back, and I wish I would have, because they were going to make me a player coach and those types of things like that, but... It was time to probably, you know, get into the real world and use my degree. And so I, I got in, I went into teaching, and so I student taught at Traverse City West um, High School and at Eastern Elementary. And then uh, got a teaching job and started coaching, and here I am. So.
0: What changes for you when you go from a player to a coach? What do you either learn about yourself or discover in the process?
1: Um, you know, all kids are different. You know, you got to, especially as a coach, you got to coach kids differently. You know, there's some kids that you can really get on and ride where some kids uh, you, you got to talk to them differently and approach the game differently with them. Um, so, you know, that's kind of been the biggest hurdle for me. You know, just coming from when I played, it was kind of old school and, you know, this and that. And But now just kind of dealing with multiple different types of personalities and kids are just coach differently and they're you know, they, they fire differently, you know, so I I gotta handle each kid differently and that's okay because it makes makes my job, you know, difficult at times but rewarding it, you know as well. So
0: well I would imagine as a coach and you get to see all these different, you know, students come in and you said something really early on that though they may have dreams of being in the NBA, or being, you know, famous How do you help them fall in love with the sport and not the outcome?
1: Yeah, I think it's just about the, you know, the relationships and, you know, the interactions they have with their teammates. And obviously, you know, being at St. Francis, success is kind of carried throughout all their sports, you know, and I think that that helps with their their mental part of of them because, you know, a lot of them aren't basketball-first athletes, Mm -hmm. you know. They're football players or baseball players, and but they still play basketball, you know. So um, just their drive and their individual work ethic is, is, is huge, you know. And then we just try to tweak them to, to be basketball players for the, the time. For the, of, for the short period for the, that the period you of have. the time that we have them and just, you know, we'll help them get anywhere they want to go, you know, whether if, if it's basketball or another sport. You know, we, we have a lot of contacts throughout the, the state and through just having previous players mm-hmm. do other things. You know, we have a lot of college baseball players that play basketball or college football players that play basketball. So, you know, our, our pipeline of connections is, is huge, and we try to use that to, to their advantage any way we can. You know, we'll do anything for them, so I think they know that.
0: I, I love hearing <laughs> that, too. And in the same spirit of, of which we're talking, it must be interesting going up in a really small community like Kalkaska where there are because I grew up there too, there, you just don't have the parental support. that's not, not because you don't have loving parents. It's just mm-hmm. a different context for students to be raised. But then you go into a system like St. Francis where you get a lot of, you know, um, I think a system built. So it must be really fun to be a part of that.
1: Yeah. You know, and obviously it was, you know, taking the job was, it was a hard. It was uh, a hard, hard one, isn't it? Because, it's hard to be. Being a, being a rival <laughs> growing up. <laughs> you know, and just putting that shirt on for the first time, it was was—it was kind of hard to put it over the head and shoulders, <laughs> but it's been great, you know, we've been, I think this is year seven, you know, um, my wife's a former graduate, um, obviously my three kids go there and mm-hmm. just seeing, you know, just seeing it all kind of play out now, it's, uh, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything, you know, uh, the people that I deal with on a daily basis are, you know, are amazing, you know, and. Teaching at Kalkaska, I love my job there. You know, oh, that's I a great community. I wouldn't I mean I wouldn't change that either. You know, I, I love with, I love the people I work with, the kids I work with. You know, is it different? Sure. But it's it's a different challenge for me that I like to, to deal with on a daily basis. And you know, I play against them, you know, I play against the kids I, I teach twice a year as well. So that makes it fun to go back and
0: mm-hmm. student
1: sections got cutouts of me and all that stuff in the <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the stands and stuff, so you know, I, I get it, I get it a little bit too, which is fun. And then obviously friends that come back and watch, obviously I get it, get stuff from, from them as well. That's awesome. It's all good fun though.
0: We're gonna come back, and I want to talk a little bit about all the other things that you're doing, as well as your answers to my five favorite yes. questions. Hey everyone, this is Angie Wachowski. I'm one of the co-authors of Bet On You. This is the companion to the radio program. So if you're enjoying what you're listening to, check out this book. Inside there's some really great guidance and a code that takes you to an online platform that helps you dream better and imagine ways that you can bet on yourself. Check it out. So I'm here with Chuck Shuba. He's the Traverse City St. Francis varsity basketball coach. He's a teacher at Kalkaska Public Schools, an all-around great guy who also does more than coach and teach and be a parent to three kids if you can think there's more to be done with time there. You started a really cool program in this community um called Swoosh House. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah, so it's called Swish House. So it's uh bas- Swish,
0: not swoosh
1: house. Yeah. Swish house. Swish house. So it's a basketball fitness company. It uh, started for adults, um, so um, I got pursued from uh, a couple of my buddies that kind of were the masterminds behind it. Uh, Trevor Huffman is from our area, Petoskey. So I'm the general manager of Trevor City, so it's a fitness class mindset, but with the basketball in your hands. So there were seven guys that all played high-level college basketball that kind of came up with this mindset mm-hmm. of, you know... Thinking back to when we were at in, in that time, we were in the best shape of our lives and what got us that way, and it was through basketball. It wasn't running on a treadmill or running five miles on the road or, you know, riding a bike or, you know, joining a gym. So they created this class with seven segments in it and uh, with the basketball in your hand. So, I've been doing it a little over two years now, and it's been a, a, a great, you know, Adaptation to Traverse City, giving them something different to, to have in the, in the fitness world, and um, I started a youth side of it as well called Swish Academy, so that's more skill development for our youth, so that's been a hit as well since, you know, we have a pretty big basketball community in our, in, our, in our area, so I do that a couple times a week as well on, on top of offering PM and AM, you know, fitness classes.
0: You also have a couple other entrepreneurial ventures too.
1: Yeah, I got um, kind of a silent partner with uh, a school friend of mine, uh, Jeff. We have JJ's Just One More Northern Michigan tour, so we do wine tours mm-hmm. and you know bachelor, bachelorette parties and concerts and those types of things like that. So yeah, we have a little transportation company too that we, we dabble with as well in, in the area.
0: And you sleep.
1: Yes, I do try to, yes. <laughs> Five hours is probably what
0: I get. We'll we'll talk in the next health and fitness and wellness class. We'll talk why that might not be enough, but I don't think you need me to tell you that. (laughs) So let's transition to talk about the wisdom that you can impart to our audience. I'd love to hear from you first and foremost, my first of my five favorite questions. Can you share a book that was pretty meaningful to you? I'd love to hear about a recommendation. Yeah.
1: You know, I'm, um, you know, I haven't, this book I read a, a while ago, I'm reading more kids' books right now with my, my kids, but uh, it was Leading Leading with the Heart by Coach K, oh, and, you know, yeah. who coaches at, at Duke, or used to. Um, it was just kind of about his strategies, you know, on the court, in business, and in life, you know, with his military background at mm-hmm. West Point, and, you know, starting out and, and playing there, obviously, with Bobby Knight, and. Then, kind of being that young guy, you know, in the coaching world, all the struggles and you know, and all that stuff, and then obviously, you know, all the success they've had, you know, throughout the years and coaching the team USA and just the program that he built, you know, that's at amazing. Duke. that's amazing. So, yeah, I, I refer back to that a lot with with the kids and stuff too. So, can a good you? One.
0: That is a great one. Can you share then a piece of feedback that set you on? A good course or a piece of feedback that you received that was helpful. Yeah, I just,
1: I kind of got, you know, kind of got it this summer. I, I, I worked Michigan State's basketball camp, and so my son could go down to it. So it was a four-day camp down at Michigan State, and Izzo's big big motto was like it, love it, or live it, you know, and that was kind of a message that he was sending, and it, it kind of makes sense. And, you know, if you, if you like something, you know, you're probably going to dabble with it just a little bit you know if you love it you're gonna probably pay a little bit more you know attention to it but if you live you if you live it you know you, you're gonna do it you know with everything you got you're gonna every day you're gonna put a lot of blood sweat tears into it you know it's gonna be you know your just your the thing that you just strive to just strive to accomplish strive to strive to be so you know I With my young kids, I I say that to them a lot, you know, it's either you can, you can like it, you can like basketball, you can, you can love it or you can live it, you know, or anything, you know, so it's just what you want to put into it is kind of what you get out of it, you know, type of thing, so.
0: I'm sure that you've seen it too, kids who've chosen to change their mindset about sports and as a result too, their performance changed. Have you seen that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, like, you know, you know I I'd, I'd like to have you know our players all the time you know but they're they're being pulled in many different mm-hmm. ways there's lots of distractions and you know we also want them to be kids as well you know so it's you know my biggest thing is when i have them is trying to get the most out of them you know to 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 get them to their potential and You know, if they're willing and wanting to to do the extra stuff, you know, we're always there for them. And, you know, it's kind of what they're wanting to get out of it. It's kind of the end all. You know, do you want to play college basketball? You know, if you do, that's something that it's not going to be easy. You know, there's a lot of kids that want to play college basketball. But are they the kids that want to wake up at 5 a.m. and do this, you know, instead of sleep like everyone else is? do Do you want to stay after practice and do this when everyone's leaving to go home or... You know, you got to do, do the hard stuff. You know, if you want the results, you know, everyone wants the results. Everyone wants to score 20 and be in the paper. But what are you going to do to get those results is what a lot of kids don't want to work, work yeah. for.
0: I was on an airplane actually <clears throat> one time, and I had an interesting interaction with – you probably know the name. I wasn't familiar. I just knew he played professional basketball just by his sheer size. His name was Jonathan Bender, and he was recruited out of high school. Yeah. And I'd seen everybody, and I just – he was probably lucky to sit next to me in the airport, right. in the airplane, but I started talking with him, and I said, how did you prepare for the opportunity to get recruited? And he's like, started when I was 14, mm-hmm. every single <laughs> day. Mm-hmm. And that just made the impression on me, like, yeah. wow, you really got to live it. Great point. Okay, so this is a two-part question, Chuck. Um, what's your favorite activity in the community here, and where is your favorite place to eat?
1: Well, uh, for me, just... Being an active person, my family's real active, so I take advantage of, you know, the Tart trails and, you know, the beaches are kind of our, that's Mm -hmm. our summer thing. My wife's a teacher as well, so our kids are like, oh, we're going to the beach again today, you know, type of, you know, I don't know how much they enjoy it, but, you know, I go, you're born into the wrong family, you know, we're both teachers, so we're (laughs) going to enjoy enjoy the beach as much as we can in the summertime, so those are probably our two biggest activities in Mm -hmm. in the nicer months, but
0: and a restaurant or a place uh,
1: to eat. Slab Town probably is, is oh, one so of my good. favorites, you know. We, we try we go there qu- quite often, you know. There's so many, you know. That's the hard part is but on, on Friday night, Saturday night, it's, you got to pick and choose or you're going to be waiting a while. You <laughs> know, but is usually a, a good go-to for us.
0: That is a great place. Final question, if you could impart words of wisdom to our audience, something that you've picked up that you would be really, you find that would be really valuable for them to know, what would those words be?
1: Um, for me, throughout my journeys, it's for me, it's all about, you know, who you know. For me, it's just kind of that knowing the right people, you know, a lot of times can get you in the door somewhere or get you in front of somebody that, you know, you might not have the opportunity to get in front of. For, for me, it's, you know, being able to know, you know, college coaches to help, you know, my players or former educators or principals, you know, just, you know, I think the kids are, out, they're afraid to, you know, throw themselves out there and meet people and network. And, you know, I think your network is, your network of people is can come in, come in handy, you know, so I think, you know. Try to to meet and and know a lot of people because, you know, you never know, you know, what you might need and who you can call to possibly help you, you know, get there get that. I
0: love that because this is Bet On You Radio, and I think that's part of people's risk-taking journeys is being able to ask for help Mm -hmm. and knowing who to turn to who Mm -hmm. can actually have a relationship that can help them. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Chuck Shuba, for being here today. And you are listening to Bet On You Radio.